Hey friend, and welcome to Presence and Purpose. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most, but I know it seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Arndt. I built my business back in the beginning of 2018 and quickly learned through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. I'm on a mission to help you find your people online, build a client-attracting brand, and grow a wildly successful business that's aligned with who you are and God's purpose for your life. It's time to stop looking around at what everyone else is doing and start fully embracing the unique calling and message that's been placed inside of you. Join me in conversations around personal branding, faith, marketing, messaging, and so much more to help you confidently show up for the people you're called to serve. All right. Well, hey, Alicia, thank you so much for being here today. Hey, Natalie. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to dive into this conversation. Yes, me too. Um, So before we jump into our topic today, I would love if you could just real quick um, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. So um, I guess like the brief intro, I am Alicia Carlson. I'm actually out in Oregon. I live out here with my husband, my kids, and our two crazy dogs. Um, But the thing that I am super passionate about doing, I mean, I guess that sounds bad. Maybe like I'm not passionate about my kids or my husband, but um, what I do during the day for work is I am a non-diet lifestyle coach. And so Um, My background really is in exercise and nutrition um, and really in behavior change, but it's very much founded on the importance of the mindset first, right? So it's like we could do all the things, we could eat, you know, all the the ways and work out however we think we're supposed to, but um, if our mind isn't also kind of getting the workout, so to speak, or, um, you know, maybe we're not cutting out some of the... uh, not so great thoughts that we're having, then it really doesn't matter what we do because we're not going to be creating that, that lasting change. Um, so that's me. I'm, I'm incredibly excited to see women, see my clients really kind of heal their relationship with their bodies, with themselves. And ultimately like using the vehicle of exercise and kind of this personal journey or transformation um, to really like transform their lives and like how they're showing up in the world, um, you know, maybe more boldly with more courage, um, more audacity. That's a word I'm really loving lately. And um, I feel like the, the platform of like a fitness transformation is so powerful and it's just taking that, you know, strength that you're building in your physical aspect and like transferring that into the mindset, but ultimately into how you show up in your life. Yeah. Okay. I love that word audacity too. That's like perfect. (laughs) Um, and yeah, it's like, you know, I know that we've connected on, um, like in regards to our backgrounds before, because, you know, I have a nutrition background and just listening to what you just said, you know, I can't help but remember how, like, we didn't even touch on that at all, like in my nutrition training, and I shouldn't say at all, I'm sure we did a little bit. Um, But like, it's all connected, like you said, 
like, you know, your mindset, your physical health, your energy to do the things that you're called to do, right? Like it's, it's all connected. And, um, I love that you take kind of like such a holistic approach to it. Like you're not just like, we're going to target this one area, um, and like keep it really segmented because, um, I, I don't think that's as effective, honestly. No, it really isn't. And I think that to kind of add to that, it's, it's this concept of like how we do anything is essentially how we show up and do everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that so often we think that, oh, like I just have a problem with my nutrition. Like I just need somebody to tell me what to eat, you know, for example. And it's like, but if we really started to kind of dive in, like if you were to really kind of share with me, like what's going on. And a lot of times, like when I first start working with clients, I am looking at like the big picture. Okay. So tell me about your, you know, your relationships with your kids or your spouse or whoever. Tell me about your finances. Tell me about, you know, all these different areas and not necessarily because I'm going to coach on those things specifically, but who you are being in each of those different areas is the same. And so there's always going to be like this little breadcrumb of like patterns of behavior, um, which really does come back to like how you think. And so if we can really kind of work on that mindset component and like, how are you processing decisions? How are you thinking about food? How are you thinking about your husband or your kids or your work? Um, that is super telling. And that gives us like, what I feel like is essentially the linchpin to creating like actual like lifestyle changes and transformation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, the thing that you said, like, because I've heard that phrase before of how you do one thing is how you do everything. Um, and it's so true because like you said, it's like, you know, how we ultimately, how we feel about ourselves, right. How we view our identity, how we, um, you know, do that one thing, it, it spills over to every area of our life. And um, yeah, I, I'm very much on the same page with you in terms of like, you know, approaching it from a client perspective. Um, and I know that that's something that, um, again, we had connected about was just um, really looking at, you know, being yourself. And, you know, my listeners know this, because this is something I'm really big on is like, um, it's so much easier said than done to be yourself. Um, and I would love to kind of unpack that with you, right? Because um, like I said, it's so much easier said than done. We have these things that we just kind of um, uh, kind of get in our way of, of looking at like, well, how is this going to be interpreted, right? Um, how are people going to view view me in terms of, you know, if I'm really being myself, I'm, I'm, um, being audacious, like you said, um, how is that going to come across? Um, because that's really, you know, at the core of honestly, even though we do very different things, I feel like that's something that, um, like is at the core of, you know, both of our missions, like very different businesses, but it really, you know, all comes back to that. And like, who are you? Um, and, and are you being your authentic self? Mm -hmm. So I think like the, well, the first thing that sort of popped into my mind as you were talking about that is really like the concept of like actually knowing yourself, because mm -hmm. I think that 
for so many of us, we are used to kind of editing ourselves or we're used to trying to live up to other people's expectations or even like just what we perceive as their expectation or of how we should be behaving, right? As women, um, as moms, as wives, as whatever role you have. And so I think for me, like the biggest part of that is first just like knowing who you are. And like being okay with getting to actually know yourself. And I think um, really being okay with the parts of you that maybe make you feel a little bit cringy where it's like, oh, like, I don't know if I should share this with anybody or, um, you know, maybe it's something that you feel shame over where you're like, oh, like I shouldn't be like this. Like, um, you know, I know for me, like a narrative or a story that's really been coming up a lot lately is, um, not feeling like a good Christian woman because mm -hmm. I'm super ambitious. I'm super goal oriented. I'm super audacious, you know, like who does she think she is? Um, and so just like looking for those little stories that you have about yourself and oftentimes really being able to see that negative story that's kind of coming up. Um, and then really like questioning that, like, where has this come from? Mm -hmm. Is there any sort of truth in this? And ultimately, like, is this really helping me to step fully into being present as who I am, who I was created to be, and ultimately, like, fulfilling a purpose that is was really handcrafted just for myself? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that looking at that type of question, like you said, of like, is there anything um, because I feel like there's always something that's getting in our way from really, you know, really being ourself and um it's almost like it makes me think of whack-a-mole. It's like we we address one thing and then when we when we really intentionally look at that again of like, is there anything that is currently stopping me from really being myself in my life or in my business or whatever it is, right? Um, and then it's like, yep, something else came up and it's so funny. Um, I mean, funny but not funny how we do that. Um, and and you know. I guess when I think about this, I know one of the biggest um, hurdles for me, um, and I know many other women too, and I feel like it's also just like part of the culture that we grow up in, um, is always like kind of how we've already said, like how we can be interpreted, right? And I am just the kind of person that I'm like, but I want people to like me, you know, like I want to be viewed as a person of integrity, like, and if there are, um, if, I, if I'm ever confronted with someone who is misinterpreting my actions or how I'm presenting myself or just who I am and they get something different from, <laughs> from that, it's really hard. Um, and I would love to hear what you have to say about that in terms of like, you know, it's really the people pleasing aspect. Um, but I know that has definitely been the biggest challenge for me. And honestly, that's still something that, um, still something that I process through. And it's this weird tension too, right? Because it's like, as, um, ambitious women, like we're running a business and it's like, we want our business to continue to grow and gain momentum and impact more people. And at the same time, as we do that, we are exposing ourselves to more people who all have unique opinions and, you know, um, may or may not like you. There's always people that aren't going to like you. Um, and I remember, I don't remember if it was even on a podcast or where I heard this lately, but, um, the, the point was just kind of brought back to my attention of like, there's 
there's always people who don't like us. It's just as you get more visible <laughs> or more successful in your business, in your life, whatever that is, um, those people just start to show up more or get more vocal because, um, you know, because of the, the increased visibility, um, et cetera. Yeah. So I was just jotting down some notes because I yeah. Oh, like some thoughts, some thoughts, some thoughts. And I wanted to be sure to touch back on these. Um, so I think like to address kind of the first thing that you talked about where it's like, um, you know, wanting to be liked by people and wanting, you know, people to see, um, I think it's like seeing like either how we are like being a person of integrity or seeing what we want people to see in us. Right. So it's like, if you have the desire to be seen as a woman of integrity, like you have that desire to be a woman of integrity. And I think the best thing to kind of circle around to is it's like, at the end of the day, we can't control what anybody thinks of us, no matter how well we're doing at being a woman of integrity. And I'm just using this example because that's right. the thing that you said. Yeah. And so it comes back to like checking, like, am I showing up as a woman of integrity? And that really is kind of where it stops because that's your only responsibility is like, if I want to be the, you know, this type of a woman and you really are able to kind of pinpoint, you know, your values or your beliefs or the things that you really hold dear and that are super important to you. It's like, okay, this is what's important to me. How do I make sure that I'm showing up like this every single day? And that's kind of is the end of it, right? Then we have to sort of release and be like, I don't know how people are going to perceive this. Like somebody could perceive you trying to be somebody of integrity as manipulative or mm -hmm. as something else. And so that's totally outside of your control. Um, the other thing that is kind of in line with that is I think too, it's like going along with that people pleasing concept. I think it's asking too, like, well, why do I care about what other people think of me? Why do I need their approval? Why do I need them to like me? Mm -hmm. And I think as being in business, like a very tangible, logical reason is because you're trying to market yourself, you're trying to grow your business. And so, you know, there is a certain element of like, you have to at least have some people that like you, right? <laughs> like what you're doing, right? But I think for the people that don't, like, they're just not going to be your people, right? They're not going to be the people that you are necessarily called to serve. And so it's that, why do we care? Um, and then I think, you know, the cherry on top of all of that is really always coming back and questioning uh, your, our hearts, our intentions and our motives and um, whose approval at the end of the day are we seeking? Mm -hmm. And as long as we're seeking, you know, I just need to be liked by other people. I just need them to approve of me. I just need them to like understand me. Um, I think that's a no win game, meaning that we could try all day long and never quite hit the mark with that. And so I think that those are some good um, kind of reflection questions to just ask yourself. It's like, first off, why do I care? Mm -hmm. What's important to me? What can I tangibly do to show up as that person and then release it? And then who am I really seeking to be approved and liked by? And um, that could open up a whole can of worms. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it totally could. But oh my gosh, those are, those are such great questions. Um, especially just because it points you back to like, you know, why am I doing this? Right. Like, and, um, that, that first question that you asked in terms of, you know, looking at like the things that we're responsible for, like, 
sticking with the example that I gave of being a woman of integrity, because I, I feel like a lot of people feel this too, right? Like I'm sure you do too. Like we, you know, we want to be, um, you know, live with integrity, um, and, and really aligned with our values. But the point being that like, if we know that we're doing that, um, if we know that the actions that we're taking truly are in line with that, right. Um, then we don't control, like you said, we don't control how other people will interpret it. Um, and like I said, right, like I've, I've had two instances, um, in life and business that were, one was totally indirect and the other was, um, more direct where it's just, you know, kind of being confronted with that. Right. And we all have different things, whether it's, um, a friendship that's kind of fizzling out or, um, I don't know. I've never run Facebook ads, but I'm thinking of like, if you've run a Facebook ad and someone's commenting like, who are you to, you know, like, I think I, I see that a lot with random ads that pop up and I'm like, oh my gosh, if that was me, but it's like, you know, as, as long as we are operating in integrity with, with the, the calling that's on our life and moving forward, um, in a way that we feel at the end of the day that we feel good about, you know, what we did, how we treated people, um, then, then that's what's in our control. And that's always such a great reminder, right? Of like, this is what's in your control. This is what is not. So like, what are you, you know, what are you focusing on? Because it's, it's just a lose, lose situation. If you're like, like you said, like focusing on the things that you can't control anyways. Right. And there's, there's very little in life that we actually can control. There's a lot we think we can, but we actually can't. Um, I think that's something that we all like constantly are battling with. <laughs> I was, as you were saying that I had this image pop into my head and I can't remember if it's a meme that I've actually seen or if it was just like this visual that came, but it's like, imagine like a really like a tiny dot on a big piece of paper. And then, you know, there's this big circle next to the dot and it's like, you know, in my mind, the one thing or the thing that we can control is the little tiny dot, which is mm -hmm. just ourselves. <laughs> and then everything else is outside of that, right? It's outside of that little tiny dot and it's outside of our control. So um, that was like a good visual reminder for me. It's like, oh yeah, in the grand scheme of things, like I am only responsible for, you know, for this little tiny dot. I'm not responsible for managing or controlling this other big circle which is right. other people's circumstances. Um, I guess that's probably the two things that really populate that huge circle right. is other people in life circumstances. Right. Literally like this is your little dot of you and your thoughts and feelings, you know, be anything your to actions, do with you. Yeah. The, the big bubble is literally everything else that could happen is yeah. Yeah, outside of your control. I love that visual. That's, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And it's like, you know, kind of like I was saying in terms of, um, you know, if we get stuck on that, because that was kind of your other question, right? Is like, why do we care? Like, why do we care? And who are we trying to please? And if we're really focused on, um, you know, our mission, if we're talking about like in your business specifically, um, like what is your mission? Like, who are the people that you're trying to reach with that mission? Um, and maybe actually I want to share, I want to share the indirect thing that, that happened just to, because this is what I'm thinking of. And so I just, I want to share it because it's also kind of funny and I'm pretty sure everyone can relate. So 
I'm, I'm not very active in many like big Facebook groups. I don't know about you. There's, there's a couple that I like. Um, but there was, and, and you know, there's so many Facebook groups out there and I actually went through recently and kind of like, um, left a bunch of groups that I'm like, I have no desire, right. Like clean the closet. Like I have no desire to even be in these groups anymore. Um, but there's still a few that are iffy that I could probably leave. And so this, this big group is one of them where, um, a post popped up on my feed and the question was intriguing to me because they were just asking basically like, do you factor in someone's faith when you're hiring them? And so, you know, for me as a Christian, Christian business owner, right? Like that's something that I thought about and I'm like, oh, that's a great discussion question. I'm going to see the comments. No, (laughs) bad idea to see the comments because it's a secular group. And so of course there was people arguing about, well, what do you mean by faith? Is that coast, you know, code for Christianity, like getting down that rabbit hole, um, which is not what the original person meant. And then there was, you know, a whole array of comments about how it's the biggest turnoff to me when people integrate Christianity, like, you know, that they say they're a Christian coach or like, you know, these comments were coming out and I'm scrolling through these comments and taking in this feedback that is not directed at me. Um, and it just left me feeling so icky. And it was so like, I had to laugh at myself because the next day I was thinking back and I'm like, okay, one, like I did not mean to even get down that rabbit hole of this random group that I'm not active in. And I thought it was going to be a great conversation and it was not. But then I realized that it stuck with me because it really triggered me because even though it wasn't directly about me, um, it was, you know, I I fall into that box of a a Christian, you know, a coach for Christians specifically. Um, And, you know, the more that I thought about it, I'm like, I feel like this is so relevant because I think there's so many of us who um, are acting. How do I even say this? Like we're acting in the, um, in a way that this probable or not probable, like this potential situation could happen to us because we see how other people react, um, just in general, like not directed toward us, if that makes sense. I feel like I said that really weird, but just, you know, the general point of like, um, I've never had someone, you know, come to me specifically and say, I can't, you know, how dare you, um, market yourself to Christian entrepreneurs specifically. No, because of course that's, that's who is, has been put on my heart to serve. And those are the type of women that are drawn to my message Mm -hmm. and my business. So of course they're not turned off by that, but, but, you know, it's kind of bringing it full circle to what I said before. Like there's always people that don't like you, (laughs) whether you're aware of them or not. And so it's just, I, I, I share that because that was like, me becoming aware of like, oh, these people don't even know me. I didn't even comment on this post, like didn't make myself known to them specifically. Um, But it's just this general, like, um, I don't know, I guess it just shows how vulnerable, you know, I am as a person, but we, that we all are to kind of being triggered by that of like, oh my gosh, people don't like me. Oh no, what do I write? Because it's like, if I followed, um, if I stayed in that mindset and kept um, taking action from that thought and feeling that I got, right, that would have led me to like, what, 
tone it down, <laughs> whatever that means, right? Um, you know, be a people pleaser, make my message more generic so that it is more appealing to the general masses. And of course, I didn't actually want to do that, but it's just that was kind of mentally where I had to go and be like, is this thought even serving me? Like, you know, these people that don't even know me personally that are super turned off by those who call themselves a Christian VA, Christian coach, Christian, yeah. whatever. Um, you know, I just, I hear from so many women in my audience that they are afraid to turn off people. And I guess that's at the heart of why I want to share that because I'm like, I'm with you. Like, <laughs> like I still, even though I am so lit up about serving Christian women, because those are the women that I'm called to serve. Um, like we all have that fear of turning off people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it was really like cool in a way for you to see, um, to see that. And then to see that, like, even though that wasn't directed at you necessarily, like it was feeling this like general consensus of like, you know, Christian business owners or like people who, you know, only are marketing to Christians, like the, to some extent, like you related to that where you're like, oh my gosh, like I am that business owner that this person is finding so ridiculous or what, you know, whatever they were saying, yeah. <laughs> but then to like really follow that through and it's like, okay, um, you know, if I were to kind of like take this to heart and really think that this is a true thought, then it would lead, you know, to you becoming, I think, less authentic in who you're being and who you're serving and, um, less even obedient. Like if we want to go down that road, like if you truly mm -hmm. believe that you were called to serve Christian women and you're toning that message down, you're like, Oh, maybe I should talk about that a little bit less. It's like, is that true to who you actually believe that you are, what you believe you are called to? And, you know, is that even being obedient at that point? An interesting thing though, that I was kind of thinking about too, is that, um, I really wrestled with like, do I market myself as a Christian? Um, or do I only, you know, do I really only seek to work with Christian women? And I felt like, no, like, I feel like I'm not supposed to be marketing necessarily as like a Christian or, um, targeting, if you will, or mm -hmm. like trying to sell to and work with only Christian women. And part of that's because of my testimony, because of my story, because of where I've been and how I saw like my need to look a certain way and have a certain kind of a body became such an idol. It became such a stronghold and was very like oppressive and, you know, like in slavery, you know, like I, yeah. I, I joke about, but it's not really a joke, like the um, Egypt of diet culture and of diet mindset and seeing like how God has continually delivered me and is still in the process of like healing me and delivering me from that. Like, I just feel like there are so many women that need that message and that it could be me sharing my story or like me having the opportunity to work with them that really allows me to kind of tell my story, to share with them and, you know, minister to them in a way that they wouldn't maybe have had access to if they would have been turned off by a, a Christian coach. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, but again, like there were the thoughts of like, 
on the flip side of like, oh, well, like maybe I'm just hiding my faith or like maybe I'm not being a good Christian because I'm not like telling everybody or I'm not marketing myself as that. And so I just think it's really interesting to note that like no matter which side of the coin you fall on, (laughs) you're still going to essentially have the same doubt or the same fear. And that's really where it's like, you know, I think that's part of like knowing like who you are, but also like the more confident or steadfast I think that you can be in what you perceive as your calling or your mission, like that's just going to be, um, you know, part of the foundation to really keep you like strong in that for when, you know, people are like speaking out against you in a direct or a non-direct way. Um, and really like, you know, being able, I think, to deal with that polarization, I guess, you know, and like being okay with like repelling certain people so that you can be attracting the right people that you should be working with. Yeah. So like, I love that we're having this conversation. And as you said, it's like, we both like fall on opposite side of the coins or opposite sides of the coin in terms of, you know, faith. Like I, I market myself as, you know, um, brand strategist for Christian entrepreneurs specifically. Um, and obviously faith is like part of who you are. So you just present it, um, as like, this is who I am. Right. And, and it's not specifically who I work with. Um, and those thoughts come up either way, right? Like, like either way, um, you know, we have to really, really stay true to, uh, you know, the, the mission, the calling that's been put on our heart like you said, um, because at the end of the day, it's like, um, you know, what it looks like for me to be obedient in my mission, um, the people that I'm called to serve, the my purpose in business um, looks different for you. And so like, if you were to like the example that you gave, you had that temptation to be like, oh, well, am I hiding my faith? Like, is this, should I, you know, push past this and, and just, you know, market myself as a Christian coach? Um, And for you, that would be hindering your mission because that's not, you know, that, that is not, um, what it looks like for you. Right. And that's why, like, I wish, you know, and I've talked about this on, on my podcast before, but I wish it was like a clear cut answer, (laughs) but it's so not like you really have to, um, especially when you're in this, um, like decision process, I guess, of like, you know, say your business is new and you're trying to figure out what is my mission, right? What, what am I, what's my message? Who am I called to serve? Um, you're making those decisions, but even then all along the way, it's so important to put your blinders on because to look around and be like, well, how is this person doing it? Like, you know, maybe that'll help guide me, but you know, like I just said, like, it's so, um, it's so different based on the individual and it's, it's ultimately all about, you know, the mission, right. And, and kind of like we've been talking about, like, if you are, um, letting whatever that thing is for you, that is getting in your way and stopping you from being fully yourself, um, whether it is you're feeling pressure that because you're a Christian, you should make, you know, you should market yourself as a Christian business coach or Christian health coach or whatever. Um, even though you're feeling like that is not the direction that God's leading you or vice versa. Um, you know, at the end of the day, if you're, if you're not really honoring that and not putting on your blinders, then you're not able to really full, 
fully live out that like very unique calling and mission and purpose um, that God has for you in your life and in business. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think, um, I feel like sometimes that's really where like we do kind of get stuck as Christians is at least I know for myself, like there, and it is a fear. It's like, oh, I just want to be sure I'm doing it right. Mm-hmm. Well, what does doing it right even look like? <laughs> and the fact that like God's idea is diverse, right? Like he is the creator of diversity. That's why people look different. That's why people talk different. That's why, you know, we all have different interests and passions and different ways that we can use our skills and our talents. Um, I That just lends itself to me. Like there really is no like manual or right way to like be a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. Apart from like loving God, loving people, and obeying his word. I don't really know what else there is, you know, like, of course, like his word kind of dives into like more specifics about things, but, um, even within that, like there's such a wide variety. And I think that sometimes like when I feel myself kind of spinning out in this, like worry or this anxiety or this fear of like not being a good Christian woman, and maybe I'm not doing this right or, you know, whatever, like, like you said, that is hindering the mission that is hindering me from really like showing up in a very audacious way, showing up, um, you know, like fully as this version of myself, like in this season of life, like understanding that, you know, he's always working, he's always sanctifying. And so there should always kind of be this new growth, right? So we should always be, um, in my mind, like stepping more in alignment with like how he originally created us to be. Mm-hmm. And so, but that requires like being okay with my walk and the way that I, I work out my faith and the way that I show up, I have to be so okay with that, not looking like anybody else's, because like you said, then you start looking around and you start questioning yourself, you start doubting. And, you know, this is a verse that's been playing over and over for me lately. It's like, I have not been given a spirit of fear, but one of power, one of love and one of self-control. And so anytime I start to feel my mind dipping into that doubt, into that fear, into that insecurity, I have to just like consciously remind myself, like, that is not how I should be operating. That is not where I should be making my decisions from, Mm -hmm. right? Like what feels the most aligned with being somebody who walks in love, who walks in power, who walks in self-control. And I can always tell like when I'm out of alignment with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, you, you had, you had mentioned before, um, before we hit record, cause I gave you a disclaimer and obviously for the listeners, they can't see, but I have this like fancy teacup here. Um, and she's like, well, that Alicia was like, well, that's perfect. Cause we're talking about like not being everyone's cup of tea. And I'm like, yes, since I have my like fancy teacup that my daughter brought up and filled it with water for me. Um, and it's like, we can, you know, I love that saying, but it's so cliche. Like we hear it all the time of like, you're not everyone's cup of tea. Um, but it really is true. And it's, you know, embracing it. And like you said, um, looking at, you know, just operating from a place of like, well, what does this look like for me? Right. Um, what's aligned with my mission and who I am. Um, and you know, one of the things that I would, you know, love to talk with you about is, um, you know, just this idea of, you know, flexing this muscle, you know, you know, a skill, any skill that we have, we have to kind of practice. And so even with being yourself, um, that's still a muscle that we have to flex. Right. And, um, you know, just practicing, 
Um, I mean, even little things like you just kind of said of like, what's, you know, if you're making a little decision, it's like, you can literally just start flexing that muscle of being yourself by being like, well, what do I want? Like, you know, I know, and this is something that I do all the time. Um, as a Enneagram nine, this is something that like, I'm really good at picking up on the nonverbals of like, this is what this person wants. And this like, and I can really, I totally get you. Right. And it's a, it's a personality trait that I'm super grateful for because it helps me really see my clients and really understand them and bring that out in their brand and their messaging. But then it's also can be my downfall um, with situations like being myself because I'm like, well, I know what this person wants and this person thinks and, but what do I want? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know. Um, and so I know that that is one way that I have, um, have and continue to just flex that muscle of being myself is really, um, I mean, just checking in with myself basically. Um, but I would love to hear if there's any, like any tips, I guess, or, um, any points that you want to share in terms of that, of like really flexing that muscle of, of authenticity. Yeah. Well, as you were saying that, um, one thing that I felt like kind of came to mind was it's like, um, spending more time. Well, like you said, spending more time asking yourself what you want, but not mirroring, not, you know, not like, I mean, to a certain extent, like, yes, we should kind of match like our client's energy level or like mirror a little bit. Like I really remember thinking about this as a hairstylist. Um, but there still always kind of had to be your own sense of style, right? And like the way that you did hair. And so if people liked how you did hair and they liked your style, then there was something about you that they were drawn to. Mm -hmm. But I think that when we like chameleon ourselves to like match what other people want and to show up just as I think that this person needs or this person wants, um, I think that's like the quickest way to just like, not be honoring like how you were made and how you were created. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, like taking into consideration, like what is this person needing from me or how do they need me to show up, but doing it in a way that you don't end up losing yourself in the process. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think like as women, especially like if we are building a business or if we're working a lot of times, like all of the house stuff still falls on our shoulders too, right? It's like taking care of the kids, taking care of our spouses or our partners, um, taking care of all the house stuff. And I think that it can be really easy to just kind of like be giving all the time and like being exactly who do my kids need me to be? Who, how do I, how does my husband want me to show up or who do I need to be for him? And all these different things that um, sometimes it is just kind of like taking a step back from that and really just like pausing and asking yourself, like you said, like, well, what do I actually need? And like, who am I like in this family unit or who am I, um, you know, within the, the greater context of my life? What are the things that I like? What are the things that I dislike? Um, and I think that we can think that we're being like so selfless and just like constantly like meeting everybody else's needs. But I tend to want to caution even against that a little bit. It's like, um, if you're doing it, but you're ending up resentful or you're ending up bitter or, 
you know, you're feeling frazzled and you're feeling super stressed and super overwhelmed and exhausted, uh, then I think that that's like, again, you have to kind of come back and question the motives and question the intention and like, what's the heart that you're doing all of those things from. Right. And, you know, that's another way that, again, if we are, um, you know, doing what you said, like, what do my kids need me to be right now? Um, What do they need for me? What does my husband need for me? Right? Like, all these different things. Again, it's, it's hindering the mission, right? And because that can, that can show up in our business that can show up in life where, um, you know, we need to, you know, take care of ourselves, be, be our best self. And that requires stepping back, like you said. And um, I mean, I think, I, I think of so many moments, like, you know, with my daughter specifically, where I've, I've had to take a step back and be like, what do I need right now? Because you need some stuff. But I also do too. And I can't handle your needs when I'm like, I need a shower, or I need a snack or whatever. Um, and sometimes it I mean, not sometimes a lot of times most day it's something super simple like that. And it's like if I take 10 minutes to go take a shower, and I said, you're done with screen time, but you know what? You're going to watch another quick show and I'm going to go take a shower. <laughs> I'm going to handle the situation like an adult. Um, you know, it, it just, like you said, cautioning against just giving and giving and giving and not stepping back and being like, you know, what do I need in this situation? Um, and I love the example that you gave from when you were a hairstylist, because that's such a perfect example of like, if people come to you because, you know, they, they like how you cut hair. They like the, the certain style that you have. And then they're asking you to do something completely different. It's like, that's just such a tangible example of like, well, then I'm not the right person. Like, yeah, you know, if you want me to cut your hair, like the stylist over there or your old stylist, then you probably need to go to that person. <laughs> right. Or you're going to end up disappointed if you're going in with that expectation. Right. So it's, that's such a perfect example. I love that you said that. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, another thing too, um, is just really looking at, you know, being yourself and, and showing up for the mission, whether it's looking at the mission in your life, right. With your, with your spouse, spouse, with your kids, with your friends and family, um, or we're talking about your business. Um, something that you said when we initially connected, which I really loved was just like not being afraid to, you know, take a seat at the table, um, and really show up, um, And I would love to kind of end on that note, because I think that's something that is um, really so important. And I mean, you know, the name of my show, Presence and Purpose, there's so many different meanings and facets to that name. But when I think about um, kind of the heart of what I do and, and helping women with their brand and stuff, that's really another thing that's really at the core of it is like, hey, your presence matters. Like, it really, really does in so many ways. Um, and that's something that I really want women to take to heart. Um, and I love that that's something that you're passionate about too. And so I would love to hear what you have to say about that. Yeah, I think just the that concept of like taking up space or taking a seat at the table, it's, I think as women, well, I'm, I'm sure guys go with this too, but being that I'm a woman, I could yeah. really speak from this perspective and from what I've seen. 
Um, I think that we so often kind of look around and maybe we see so many other people doing something similar to us or doing the thing that we think we would want to do or we'd want to create in the world. And we can really feel like there's no room left, right? Like everything on this has already been said. It's already been done. Like what else could I have to offer to this conversation? And so I think even just that term of like taking a seat at the table, it's, it's again, it's like such a visualization of like, but like sometimes there may not actually be a spot for you. And so you just have to take one, like you just have to make a spot for yourself. And I think just recognizing that even though it feels like, or it seems like everything has already been said on a certain topic, again, it just kind of comes back to like that whole thing of like, you have a very unique way of saying the thing, or you have a very specific way that you're supposed to be helping people. And if you choose not to take that seat at the table, then that purpose and that way that that message was supposed to be brought, the way that those people were supposed to be served, it won't happen. And I think so often, like I know for myself, it's kind of like, well, it really wouldn't even matter if I just stopped doing what I'm doing because like the world would keep spinning. People don't even know that I'm out there. You know, like, again, we just have all of those thoughts. And so it's like, just even remembering, but yeah, there's a reason that I'm compelled to share this message. There's a reason that I'm compelled by this mission and that I get up for it every single day. And what would, what would be missing if I just stopped talking? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something that I have faced so many times. And I think back to my first year in business, and that was something that I really like, I don't think I was aware of it very much at the time, but when I look back, I feel like that was um, the thing that was really hindering me from showing up. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I had all these different things that were coming up, but that was kind of at the root of it was like, I felt like um, I didn't have a place at the table. Like I was kind of like, well, I don't, you know, there's so many people out there already. Like, I don't think it really honestly matters. Like, I honestly don't think it does. Um, and I know I've had, you know, similar conversations with other women. Um, and I, I would love to hear like what you would have to say to the woman who like hears this, but, um, or maybe she's heard it before and she's just really struggling to believe like, you know, that she can just pull up a seat to the table and, um, because like you said, it is such a great visual, right? Because, um, like, you know, I'll, I'll bring it back to business specifically. Like, yes, there are a lot of other voices in your industry already, um, who are saying it differently and doing it differently. Um, and it's not about coming in and like competing or like, you know, talking over them or, um, trying to replace them, right? Like trying to, um, I don't know, take their audience, like, uh, not that anyone wants to do that. But I think we, we often kind of get these like weird competitive um, vibes with other, other people, other women in our industry. Um, and so thinking about that from the perspective of the woman, which you and me have both been who are just struggling to really believe um, that there really is a place for us and that our presence actually does really make an impact. Um, like, how would you encourage that woman? What would you say to her? Well, I have a couple of things that were kind of starting to bubble up <laughs> is one, I think it's, it's simply, it's just deciding, right? Uh -huh. So it's like, 
This has been, um, I read a book a while ago called Sacred Echoes, and it, you could kind of equate it to like when people are like, oh, I'm just getting all these signs everywhere. Um, and this idea or this concept of like just deciding has been coming up for me a lot lately. And so that's something that I think it's like, you just have to make the decision that you yourself see value in what you're doing. You yourself have already decided that your voice matters and that the work that you're going to do does matter, regardless of what else is happening, regardless of, you know, where you're at in your business. If people are knocking down your door or nobody's coming, you first have to just decide that your voice matters and that what you can offer is worth that discomfort of just pulling yourself up a chair and sitting down at the table. The other thing that kind of came up, and this might be more for somebody, is you can also set your own table and just start inviting people to join you at your table. And so for some people, like it, it is like too much to even think about like sort of inserting them into something that already feels so much, but it's like, what would it look like if you just started setting your own table? And I think this is that concept of like kind of putting your blinders on. I'm going to set the table the way that I want to set it, the way that I want to show up and serve. And the other people that want to be sitting at that table, they will start to come, they will start to join, but then you're the host, right? So then it's up to you to really make sure that you are paving the way and you are being that person that is um, welcoming other people to sit with you and mm -hmm. to, you know, link arms and do the work that you're doing. Mm. So as you said that the first thing that popped in my head, and maybe this is for someone specifically who needs to hear it. Cause what popped into my head is I think of, um, women that I'm connected with, um, who, uh, you know, have people talk about like church hurt, right. And just, um, you know, obviously wounds from people in a church setting or a church group or whatever, um, who feel like they don't have a place like with the church crowd, they don't feel like they fit in with the secular crowd. Right. And just kind of feeling like, well, I don't have a place like no one, you know, no, like I don't fit in either category. Um, and so I love that. I love that you mentioned that because I, I feel like someone needed to hear that because it, that is so true. Like you can, you can pull up, you know, put out your own table and welcome the others who feel that too. Um, and kind of touching on the, the first point that you said, um, I think a lot of times I've, I've done this personally, you know, if I am feeling like there's a message on my heart or whatever it is, um, and I'm wondering, like, you know, is it going to impact other people, right? Like, is it really going to make a difference? Um, I always just remind myself of the fact that I'm like, okay, if I am struggling with this thing or needing to hear this encouraging word or whatever it is, then I'm sure there's at least one other person out there who feels the same way and needs to hear it too. Um, and I feel like so many people do that. Like when we're showing up in our message, like we're also speaking to ourselves, right? Of like, I need to hear this reminder just as much as you. Um, and it's just that that's something that honestly, I, I kind of 
think about that a lot, actually. It's like, if I need to hear this too, like I know someone else does. And so I'm going to go on and share it because I know it might just be one person, but like, I need to hear it today. And I know someone else does too. Yeah, no, I think that's a good, um, solid reminder for all of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have covered so many things in this conversation. Um, but if there was like one thing that you really wanted the women listening to remember, what, what would that be? Mm. I don't know. Like, again, going back to the whole teacup thing, when you were talking about that, I thought of, I think it's Reese Witherspoon who talks about being whiskey in a teacup. And I think like, I mean, even if you are tea in a teacup, then be that tea and like be the tastiest, like the best tea that you can be. Right. Also, I think that I tend to be a little bit more like the whiskey in a teacup that maybe it doesn't quite always fit. Um, but then also just be okay with that. So it's like, don't worry about what other people are needing or are wanting you to be just like fully be who you are and like be the best at that, like be the best mm -hmm. tea, be the best whiskey, whatever it is in the teacup, um, you know, just be like the fullest expression of that. And you know what? I think that's hilarious because I'm drinking water out of a teacup. So I'm like, be the tastiest, okay. <laughs> like most refreshing, hydrating water in a teacup that you can be. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yes. And I think that's the perfect way to, to end this conversation is just, yes, like just be the best the best whatever you are right and um you know i i was just talking about this in business the other day like in terms of this is it, it's related i promise but a a slight tangent in terms of um picking your social media platform and it's like okay if you're gonna like be in five places at once and do all these things not very well like why bother like just do one thing really well and so it's like instead of you know bring it back to our conversation like instead of trying to be all these different people and being a chameleon like you said like I'll be whatever you want me to be it's like no I'm just going to be myself really well and um you know this is my teacup so yeah <laughs> so well, get over it not like the graveyard <laughs> soda or whatever like sometimes that turns out good but like also, sometimes you get some pretty funky combinations when you start mixing like all the different flavors. And so, right. yeah, I think just be the best, be the best beverage in a teacup that you can be, whatever right. that is. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Uh -huh. Yes, I love that. Um, well, thank you so much, Alicia, for being here. I so appreciate your time and I loved this conversation. Um, if yeah, you're welcome. Um, for the women that want to connect with you online, where can they find you? Um, well, so ironically, it's funny that you mentioned that about social media. I am hanging out on Facebook. Um, you can just search me up, Alicia Carlson. Um, and then I guess like probably my actual Facebook page, which I'll send you all the links to that, but yeah. at the Alicia Carlson on Facebook. And then if you're on Instagram, I am there too. It's at Alicia Carlson underscore. And if you like my approach to like fitness and nutrition, um, but really just like lifestyle transformation or life transformation, um, then I want to invite you to join me on my own podcast, which is the strong her way. So that's on all major platforms. Yes. Yes, definitely check that out. And I will put the links for all those things in the show notes so that they can connect with you.
Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks again. Thank you so much for listening. If you've loved this episode, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. It means the world to me, but more importantly, it helps more women find and benefit from this show. And if you're not already plugged into the Presence and Purpose Facebook group, come join us. I want you to get plugged into the community and get the support you need because we're not meant to do this whole business thing alone. Until next time, 